Well, happy February, everybody. Hope everybody enjoyed our first installment, episode one, if you were able to see us in person as well as hear us. Um, definitely want to shout out my nephew, Jay, for hooking us up with that intro. So if you saw us on social media, you heard me uh, put him out there um, on my actual Instagram live. I put him out there. So that is my nephew. He hooked us up. It's the bomb. So thank you again, nephew. <laughs> Yes. So um, this month we are talking about journaling as a spiritual discipline. And this one is one that I particularly um, am fond of because I am a writer. So anyone who has known me well enough to know that I am a writer, I like to write with an actual pen or pencil and a piece of paper. I'm not like the person that likes to have a digital one. I like to physically touch it, physically hold it and use real ink or pencil. So uh, this is definitely for me and near and dear to my heart. So um, yeah, what are your thoughts on journaling? Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, you know, likewise, I, I love to write. Um, and it's funny because I didn't journal, <laughs> even though I love to write uh, for a long time. But uh, definitely something that you kind of hit me on and, and definitely encouraged. And so I appreciate you for that. Um, and definitely just being able to just kind of be um, behind you in that regard and just kind of watch you from a distance and just see the fruit of that. So I'm um, excited just to hear from you um, and just continue to grow and learn in that process. But, yeah, it's definitely been something I've seen the fruit um, as I've gone along, as I've been able to just glean the fruit from your life. Well, journaling is something that's super simple, um, and it's really not as like in depth as a lot of people think it is. I mean, from as early as I can remember being a kid, I always loved being able to write things. So like little girls liked having diaries, and back in our day, it was really cool to have the diaries that had the little lock and key thing on them, you know? So like that was like the early stages of the writer in me, but um you know, just it, it's literally that simple as like recording your thoughts, recording what's in your heart, recording just whatever you think is worthy of writing down. And so, I mean, if you just even think about the actual definition of journaling, like it literally is to record your experiences, your ideas, um, reflections that you have, and then you just keep it uh, for regular use. And so one of the synonyms for uh, journaling is diary. So if you're a person that has liked to keep a diary, um, or currently has a diary like you already are a journalist um, yeah. in the making. Um, but yeah, basically you're talking about day-to-day -day events. You could be talking about things that you think are important to you or just something that you want to um, remember for later dates. Our minds are, are not made the way God's mind is made, where if we don't write it down or find a way to document it for ourselves for future revisitation, we will miss things if we do not get a chance to somehow write it down somewhere. And that can be like your dreams. It could be an insight. It could be something that somebody poured into you. It could be prayers um, that you've had or prayers that you've seen come to pass. It can be just a note that um, you gleaned from something that somebody shared with you. Um, just anything really. But to me, I found journaling to be a really tremendous growth tool because um, things that you write about, you're, there's really no filter when you're writing. You're not looking to like, um, most of the time, if you're doing it unfiltered, you're not worried about who might find this, who's going to, you know, look at how I spelled this or what I wrote, or you're not looking at that. You're literally looking to pour out whatever you want to put out there. And then later on, I didn't always do this as a younger writer or journalist, 
But um, what you can do is you can go back and look at something from months ago or a couple years ago that you wrote and then see where you were then and where you are now and then track where you have grown or how you have grown and what's different in your life. So um, it's, it's just good. So what are your thoughts just about that? Yeah, I like the ability to just kind of write and recall. Um, and yeah, the one thing I, I learned from somebody, and it wasn't necessarily just journaling, just things in general. Um, you know, it was a really wise man that I used to work alongside of in ministry um, in a church office. And he basically said, if you write anything down, and even if you just like, just kind of penciled it on your mind, just the ability to use your fingers to just write, that exercise actually helps you to remember things. And so the fact that... Um, and so I would even just do that. Like if I didn't have a pen or paper, I would just say note to self and I would just write something like this because it it was a trigger. on uh, And so even in that, even if you don't remember verbatim what you, what you wrote down, your recall is just that much more stronger just because of the fact that something was there. So for those experiences, uh, for those alters, if you will, of, of just recording something, it just helps me to go back and say, oh, I remember this. And then it jogs my mind to go back to that situation. So that's the probably the greatest benefit for me is, is I don't remember everything necessarily that happened or that I wrote down, but I remember that I wrote something uh, in that. So the Lord is allowed, the Lord quickens me in that sense to go back. Uh, to be like, oh, this happened. Or uh, I remember I prayed for this and I wrote something down just kind of as a note. What, what was that situation and, and where was I at that moment in time? So that's been the beautiful, the most beautiful thing for me. And uh, unfortunate that I didn't or I have not used that well enough as an encouragement to say, hey, man, I should write every day. Uh, but definitely just in those altar like moments of like, hey, I want to really record this. It's definitely been served a purpose in those regards. So one thing that I, I can remember back in school, middle school, high school in particular, for us, I'm just going to speak to the older timers, okay? <laughs> we actually had teachers that made us write certain things as notes, as our homework, because part of what you just said is um, that memorization part. So they knew that by making us write it, it would at least help us have the ability to recall it for when we got tested or when we needed it later on in the semester for the class. Um, but it really is a thing like the forefront of your mind. We often say, keep it at the forefront of your mind. Yeah. Your cerebral cortex is your brain. And so it's the compartment that is responsible for your memory and thoughts, awareness, perception only retain so much at a time. So in order for you to at least, like you said, even go through the exercise or the activity of having written it, mm -hmm. you will like remember, like to me personally, especially when I would write in my Bible, if I wrote notes in my Bible, I would like literally be able to find a page based on me remembering what the writing looked like next to a scripture because of what I wrote in my Bible. And that's like multiple Bibles ago, but that's just, you know, literally that, like you said, that etching, it does something into your brain to help you recall certain things. So I'm really grateful for those like moments where, especially I know they've gotten away from a lot of things in the school system now, but I'm grateful for those people that made us do that because it, to me personally helped me. So one of the things I often like to say is like, the less you write, the less you intend to recall. Mm. So when you go to church, <laughs> And I see you, A, without your Bible, there's something wrong. <laughs> but B, if you're not writing while you're listening, I mean, 
you know the churches we came from. You got a little bulletin when you walk in at church, so you could like take notes in there. Sometimes they'll put a little extra sheet so you could take notes. You know, everybody got fancy to where they can help you take notes if you were not a person carrying your own little note journal so that you can pay attention in church and write the things that were worthy of note from that sermon. Hmm. So less you write, even during church, the less you intend to recall and implement once you leave. <laughs> right? I'm going to find something because I actually have, it might be on my other desk, but um, I actually have a... Um, uh, it's basically uh, sermons in um, order of the Bible. So obviously from Genesis to Revelation. And so if I was, you know, doing my own personal study, I could go back to, okay, you know, we're in Ephesians right now. Let me go back to, you know, what was going on in Ephesians from a sermon, you know, could have been seven years ago, but, you know, to have that ability to go back and say, okay, like, how is this resonating today? What was going on at that time? What was the Lord speaking? And be able to recall even that. So, yeah, there's just so many different ways that we can note take or journal, if you will. And, and, um, you know, it's, it's great to have those opportunities in which we're, we're able to recall that information if, if we want to go back to it. And really, like I said, this subject is not super deep as far as hard to get into. Um, these are things that a lot of us, if not every one of us, do every single day, whether we give ourselves credit for doing it or not, especially if you're super active on social media. If you are a person who writes any type of post, you're a journalist mm. because literally writing is a form of communication so therefore like journaling is writing for the purpose of expressing news sharing information that kind of stuff so you're trying to broadcast information through journalism you're broadcasting your personal information on social media when you draft or create a post so what is social <laughs> that's funny because oh go ahead I was going to say, it's funny that you say that because Facebook actually will allow you the ability to be like, hey, last year, you know what I'm saying? You said, <laughs> so if it yes. was of substance, it, it, you know, <laughs> by the spirit, you're able to kind of recall that from a year ago, like, hey, you know, this was important on this particular day. And so exactly. that, you know, I would have said something and I was like, and it's funny because, you know, over the years, it was like, there was a date in November where I was like a genius, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, for like 10 years. Cause it was like that particular day, like content was just coming out. And I was like, man, like I said this on November 10th, like every year for like 10 years, like that's crazy. Wow. But yeah, just, just the ability for like things like that to just recall, like, man, like this is what was going on a year ago. And you can even see fruit just from that of like, oh, wow. Like I might've posted some drama, you know, last year in, in February, but this particular year, you know, the Lord is with me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know? have that situation where we could you know if we see the lord in those moments of just like wow like thank you for bringing me from this season you know so yeah that, that's funny that yeah. because i know that people aren't necessarily using facebook for that platform but it is right. they could be helpful in that respect if we if we use it in that in that vein right because if you think about it like i don't know if they still do it because i'm not like the facebook aficionado anymore not that i ever really was but like i remember first like when i first 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 joined facebook years ago like it used to say, how do you feel today? Mm. Your prompt to create your post. So technically, when you approach your journal, how do I feel today? Mm. Write it down in your own private little book instead of putting it on social media, which you know has taken off over the years that social media has existed. So I'm just saying, if you are a person hearing this and you like know that you are live and active on whatever social media is your fancy, you literally can take that same energy and convert it into just like your own safe space 
to be able to process your emotions, your feelings, your thoughts, and actually get helpful ministering to, um, whether it's just you and the Lord or you being able to like share those reflections with someone else because you wrote it here and you didn't have to worry about a backlash of a post that you put out there. And then now you have all these other voices coming at you based off of something you felt and you shared, but you didn't share that in a safe space. So, um, yeah, that's all I want to say like that, because, you know, people, you know, put their little psych psychiatric business out there mm. in social media yeah. and I need to really do all that. So for whatever reason, you feel like you're safe because it's your page, but it's not your page when it's public. Right. So put that put that there. Um, so really, just again, um, when we bring it back to the word of God, though, like um, there the whole Bible is an example of biblical journals. Um you know, the Psalms, Lamentations, they're the two primary examples, David, Asaph, uh, Jeremiah, um, Solomon, um, and their scrolls were among the first journals before journals ever existed as a real word to be a journal, right? Because when they were writing these things that we now know as the Bible, they did not know they were writing the Bible. They were journaling. They were writing what they were inspired by God to write that they felt was worthy or God commanded them to write. Mm -hmm. So therefore, it would be for what? For later use, for preservation, for future consideration, to be able to tell people when I'm no longer here and when I can no longer share my voice to other people, this is something that would be going on and on and on. I know Second Peter chapter 1 talks about holy men of God spoke as the Spirit gave them, um, as the Spirit moved them. And in 2 Timothy, it says that all scripture has been given by the inspiration of God. So all the scripture is what? Authored by someone, yeah. written by someone, journaled by someone. But they were given, it was given to them by God. They were inspired holy men of God. And so they wrote as God moved them to do. Amen. Yeah. So um, Donald Whitney, he's an author. And one of the things that he said is that we tend to feel the most deeply about the things we think the most about. Mm. And I personally have found that in my life, younger and older to this day, writing and journaling has been a safe space. It's been a comfort for me. And when I'm feeling deeply about things and I feel like I can't talk to someone or maybe I don't want to talk to someone, it's safer for me to write my thoughts out because even in that sense, I'm talking to God. So like I know last month we talked about prayer and how we can come to God. And I know one of the things I shared last month was like, God, you know, me and my prayer life, there have been many instances where I would go to God in prayer for comfort and just talking to him about different situations. Well, even this, like when you can't speak or don't want to speak, your hands can speak for you and you can write the things that are on your heart. And what's another example of this? Um, musicians, songwriters, the music that we have listened to past to present, and I'm gonna particularly harp on the past because to me, there have been a lot of artists and classic people from back in the day who wrote musics that related to us in our deepest, deepest moments of like hurt, pain, heartbreak, sadness, depression, whatever. And most of those people were the ones who were the most successful because it was their darker music or their most uh, pain-filled music that they wrote from a place of pain mm -hmm. that connected with us as the listeners, as the audiences, as the attenders of their concerts, as the people who bought their albums and supported their CDs. Those were the people who we connected the most to because they wrote, right, what they felt the most about. 
And so we can do the very same thing when it comes to what we're going through. And again, we're not filtering it because we're just writing what we feel and we're letting God deal with us as we go forth once it comes out of us. So when you recognize that worth, then it, you know, you, it will encourage you to let it become that type of thing that is a regular discipline. So what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I just wanted to say one thing about that is that when you talk about writing things down and specifically when you, you reference the music, we only take notes for things that are important. Like we ain't just writing a note just like, oh, I'm going to the store. You know what I'm saying? Like, and obviously, like you had referenced the the Facebook situation. Like, you know, I remember when Twitter first came out, people were just like, they want me to follow them when they ain't even got a life. Like, you just you 15 and you want me to follow you. Like, I'm, I'm about to get in the shower. Oh, I'm about to eat top ramen. Okay, that's wonderful, but that's not noteworthy. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, um, so when you think about that, like, we only really journal or write things that are of importance. So if we're going to make a note for something, it's because we thought it was something that was necessary to pin. <laughs> like, I want to come back to this, or I want to make sure I don't forget this, or whatever the case is. So when we talk about, you know, even when you look at books or whatever the case is, like, how do these things get to that point? Like, you were talking about the the uh, the biblical authors, like, they weren't thinking about, hey, I'm going to write a book. But they were writing things that were necessary and relevant to them at that particular point in time that now we get to, to glean from it's the same thing for us is we write things that might not necessarily we're not thinking about who's the next person is going to receive this although god uses our experiences but for us it was necessary and important and so we want to make sure it's relevant for us and that's how the lord is able to use those experiences so when we talk about note taking what are we finding that's noteworthy and what and it, even as we think about why did we journal that like what was important in that moment that that you thought about and so Again, going back to the, the sermon thing is we're worthy of taking notes every single week. Like, did we find something uh, in week <laughs> that was important for us to say, hey, like, I'm going to write this down because that's necessary for me, at least for this this season of, of the, the seven days. Yeah. Am I am I able to even take it and simplify it that small and say, OK, I took notes and I journaled today's sermon. What can I do for seven days on just this moment? Even if you're not a journal writer, you, you, you say, hey, I'm probably never going to get to the point of where I'm writing continuously every day. Just take that little component. Say, what can I do for the week? <laughs> and just do that four times right. a month and see where, where that takes you. Right. That's really good. And one of the other things I wanted to say that came to my head as you were saying that is um, Peter, the apostle, and you know we talk about this, mm. this the man <laughs> of, that he said, but in Second Peter chapter one, he says, I will endeavor that you may be able after my decease to have these things always in remembrance. So he knew he was writing to these people to make sure that not just y'all, but anybody else would possibly have these things available after I'm no longer alive. Right. So like you said, we never know who will be impacted or who will see what we have um, decided was worthy of, of note. But you know, writing is just a healthy form of venting because like I said before, the paper can take anything you dish out. You don't have to filter it. You don't have to, like when you compose a text or a post, you don't have to backtrack, delete it, erase it, change the wording, can figure out like if this is acceptable, can I press send? Should I, you know, unsend? What, you know, you don't have to worry about deleting anything. You can just leave it as it is. Um, there's many times I went back and I saw stuff I went through that I've gotten over. And when I looked back again, I couldn't even believe that that stuff happened because it had been so far removed. And like God really like brought me to an elevated place and he really like helped me through that. 
And then some of it was just like, whoa, like God, you really did a tremendous thing because this was hard. Mm. This was heavy. This was like, I never thought I was going to get out of this. Like, there's just so many moments even like that, that you can even think and praise God that if you were in some deep, hard times that were trying that you just did not see a way out or knew know how this would be different or look different or be different or feel different and then you look back months later or like you said february last year <laughs> you know where are you now and then see what god did in 11 months you know so it's it's really awesome it really is and so like when you're saying things especially when you're talking to someone there's that moment that you can regret what you said or the fact that you shared something with someone. But when you write it, you don't have to regret anything because that's just yours. Yeah. You know, it's yours to say, yours to keep, yours to do what you will. And so um, sometimes the things that we say, we often, because of how we feel, we also can't express it verbally the way that we intend or want to say it. So when you write and you're not worried about being judged, or what someone is thinking or saying about what you wrote, like you don't have to get frustrated that you're not expressing yourself the way you want to. And all you have to do is just be free to write. And that's that, you know? And I always tell people when they think about like how to get started, just it's simple as just literally just writing. There's nothing that you have to do. Whatever comes to you, let it flow. And like I said before, you don't have to worry about spelling. Is this grammar the right way? Did I do the paragraph and the period and the punctuation? Like you don't have to worry about being proper or cute, just whatever's on your mind. And the first thing that um, when, I t when I teach this with, um, I normally have done this in retreats where I talk about journaling in the role of healing. And the first thing that I give them in the Bible is a verse that is First Peter chapter five. Peter's our boy when it comes to this, though I just realized. But uh, <laughs> but First Peter chapter five, verse seven, and it just says, "Casting all your cares." And I'm reading this from Amplified. So, casting all your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, and all your concerns once and for all on Him, for He cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. So really all you have to do is just settle in, get to a comfortable position, wherever that might be, and just position yourself to, to just write. Don't give yourself a time. Don't say I have to do this for X amount of time. Just give yourself the opportunity, like the way that we as little kids, okay, um, we're very anxious to get home from school to write in our diary about what happened today or if you saw that boy that you liked or if so-and-so said that they would be your friend or whoever played with you on the playground or if you got in a fight with somebody or if something happened that you hope that your mom didn't find out, like whatever, you're anxious to get home and you weren't worried about, I only have 30 minutes to write in my diary. Like you would just do it until you felt like you said everything you wanted to say, you put it away and you go about your day. Hmm. So there's no, go ahead. No, I was just going to ask you a question in regards to that, just, uh, you know, for the listener's edification. Why do you think journaling, given everything you just said and, and really up to this point, why do you think it's a spiritual discipline? Because, I mean, again, not everybody does it, right? But when you think about the importance of not only just the fruit of what we've already talked about, but why do you think specifically it's a spiritual discipline? Well, I think a lot of the things that we do in life can be 
a discipline of some kind, but not spiritual. But when we bring the Lord into it, that's when it becomes spiritual. So there are people who are journalists and do write and do journal, but it's not a spiritual discipline. It's just a personal preference. It's just a discipline or a routine that they personally like to do. But when you bring the spiritual side into it and you involve God and you let God be a part of the process of why you're journaling, then that's when it becomes spiritual discipline because it's more than just like you just sharing the diary. Like me as a kid, I wasn't spiritually disciplining when I was doing my diary. I was just a writer that wanted to journal what was going on. As I got older and in the Lord and I started writing the things of God to be reminded of them, to be ministered to by the things of God, and even to be ministered to by my own experiences, that's when it became a spiritual discipline because now I'm looking at the things I'm writing for the purpose of edification, for the purpose of um, even accountability um, as a growth tool because I want to see where I've come. I want to see or even set goals that are spiritual goals, that are internal, mental, spiritual, developmental goals that if I'm writing them, I can go back to them. I can track progress. Um, I can have Bible verses attached to certain things and I can go back to this. Um, this is one of the things that my nephew again got me for the holidays as a gift. And so this is my journal for 2023. I have a different, I have multiple journals, but this one is my journal for this year. And so in here, I specifically gave myself like a welcome to 2023. I have my focus word for the year that I feel that the Lord had laid upon my heart to focus on throughout the year every month as often as I do whether it's every week or every day whenever I need that word of the year then I'm coming back to this to revisit that because um, I'm not a person that believes in resolutions where it's like you know we just do this thing to say we're gonna lose weight and then by week two we gave it up and it's like 2024 <laughs> I'll see you like I like to really have something that's gonna root ground and anchor me in the Lord and just grow me as a person so that by the end of the year, like when I go through challenges, when I go through hard times, I'm not giving up a resolution. I'm still grinding and digging deep to let that word minister to me as I go through rough times and, and stuff like that. So then I also have a focus verse for the year. So that is my word that is attached to the verse. And then whatever God has ministered to me as I go along, I have been putting in this book. So some of it was attached to expounding on my word, expounding on my um, my verse. But then other stuff was just things that he was saying to me for what is literally going on in my actual life um, in this season that I want to just be able to come back to encourage myself with. So for me, it's more than just like, you know, I'm writing stuff just to be writing it. This is not the one I take to church and do my weekly sermon notes. This is my personal edification, encouragement journal that when I need to come back to be reminded of what God said to me, hey, in January, you said this was what you're focusing on. This is a scripture that's going to keep you grounded and encouraged because what David encouraged himself in the Lord, right? When everybody turned on him and when he was going through, when he was going through people after his life and the enemy was hunting him down, it said that the people that he just had on his side, the people that were supporting him, were following him, were all for him, they spoke of stoning him and they were going to turn on him. The Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. So he had to go back to the word that he had hidden in his heart. He had to go back to his source, which was God. And so for me, that's what this is. And it just reminds me like, hey, you're a warrior. You are fierce. 
whatever God has said to me about certain things, just even for this year, and we're only in February, I'm still filling this thing up. And um, that's what is keeping me. That's what's ministering to me. So that's why it's a spiritual discipline, because when you bring God into it, it is now a spiritual discipline. Without God, it's just a discipline. It's just something that you're choosing to do, if that makes sense. Yeah. The second question um, wasn't necessarily related, but it just made me think of it right now is, so I know you're a person that writes daily. Do you have a specific time? Like, do you wait at the end of the day or is it? Because for me, when I journal, I kind of journal as things come, um, as my mind is quick and says, oh, I want to I pin this. Do you feel like you have a certain time where you're, you're journaling every day or is it just, do you kind of do that the same way? Which is like, I am going to journal today because I'm doing this daily and just at the end of the day, I'll do it or what have you. Like, what is your, your kind of schedule, if you will? So for, I have a life that lends to allow me to have the same kind of schedule. I mean, I would love to be able to say I can do it every evening at seven o'clock. That's not way, the way my life is set up. So really, it's just as often as I have this thing with me, if it's with me in my possession and I can carve out moments in that moment in time to put it down, I put it in there if it's with me at that moment in time. If it's not with me in that moment, um, if I had to go rip and run and do whatever, go to work and go to church or whatever else I had to do, whenever I do get home and have my evening devotions, that's when I would basically do it. So um, previously my work schedule was like all over the place and sometimes I was opening, sometimes I was closing, I was just up and down, up and down. So if I was closing, I had my devotional routine in the morning so that I would have everything done before I went to work. And that way when I would go to work, it would carry me through work, what I had already been with the Lord doing through the day. And then when I got home, if I was too tired, it was an excuse to not do it. If I opened when I got home from work, I would basically do it after I got home from work and pretty much kind of like got myself a little bit settled and established um, before I got into really doing anything else. I would do my devotional and then any journaling at that point, too. So um, now it just really is whenever I can do it. It's just my schedule isn't exactly the same where I can say I'm getting home at this time every day, but whenever I can do that devotional period is when it's getting done. This is what I can tell you. Yeah. <laughs> it's part of my rotation with devotion. That's a beautiful segue then to the next question is, you know, we're obviously encouraging people and we, we see the benefit of uh, journaling, but talk to people um, and encourage the listener that may be feeling like, okay, I want to journal or maybe I started journaling, but I don't do it every day. And maybe feeling like, is it a sin to not journal every day if I had committed to that or whatever the case is? So uh, just, just kind of speak to that situation. Yeah. So one, there's no right way to journal as far as how much you have to write, how long it has to be, um, or how frequent. So even if you don't do it every single day, if you're doing it once a week, that's okay. If you only feel compelled once a month and just say like, here's all the stuff as an overview of the month that I have to, that I feel is worthy of saying, whatever works for you. And honestly, you know, some people have different journals for different things. Some people have one journal for everything. It's a one-stop shop. So if you have like a prayer journal that is specifically for prayer stuff, then you're only going to visit the prayer journal whenever you feel like you had prayer oriented things to write in there or that you feel need to go in there. Sure. Um, if you have, I mean, there's various different kinds. I can't even go down the line of all of them, but if you have different ones for a different purpose, you're only going to visit for that reason. Um, some people, I will tell you, that are super artistic. 
super left brained, which I love my lefties. I'm I'm semi envious of you guys because I just love you so much and I think you're the bomb. <laughs> um, they are like artsy people. They like to draw. They like to have colors in their stuff. So their entries are not just going to be written word. Their entries are going to be pictures mm -hmm. and they can be very intricate and ornate. Um, one of the places that I had gone to um, last year for therapeutic treatment, um, they have in their room where you can change your clothes after your session is done. Uh, they have kind of like a, a journal that is a common journal for everyone to come in and leave a note about your experience, right? So it's kind of like a guest book, but it's like an after your experience guest book. So you can kind of like say how you felt or say whatever you want, like a yearbook signing type of thing. And so some people would write like, thank you so much. This was awesome. I felt great. I felt refreshed. And they're just saying a thank you and or so-and-so was here this day, this day, right? Other people take the whole page and they just color and draw and make a picture or whatever. Some people write verses of scripture to encourage somebody. Somebody make notes to whoever the potential reader is. So they're like, if you feel this and this, just know you're not alone, so on and so forth. So everybody does a different thing. So whatever works for you, do that. You're not going to be in sin. You're not going to hell because you did um, write as often as you feel you're supposed to, or maybe you said, I'm going to do this many times, and then you weren't able to, based on whatever reason, like you just didn't follow through. I would say, though, not to um, make yourself feel bad, because a lot of times if we say, man, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and then you sh put this high bar up, and then you don't meet it, then you get discouraged in yourself, and then you say, well, I'm not going to do it anymore because, you know, I said I was going to do this, not even do it. Don't even do that. Like, just start somewhere and as you feel like it works for you and you enjoy it like keep doing it and that's why i think the industry has gotten so um like financially um has profited well from it because i mean everywhere you go now that sells journals i mean everybody's buying journals that look good that say different things that appeal to different people because they're like yeah somebody might want this one so i'm going to say this and somebody might want this one because they all look inviting, right? So as long as you have one that looks inviting, it's gonna invite you to write in it. And they have guided journals. Guided journals, I've had some of those to where, you know, it, it can be topical and it will, you can answer the different prompts that it gives you and you can go through those. They have guided prayer journals to where if you have um, a prayer point or a scripture that it starts off with, it will guide you through like, at least getting you started and then you can roll on your own so there are various different ways that you can really do this it's just based on how interested are you and what do you really want to accomplish with it um so hopefully that answers that question yeah for sure appreciate it yeah so um yeah basically like i said just getting started focus on like where are you right now if you're starting today and you've never journaled just like focus on where are you right now today and let that be your starting point um, the second verse that I like to tag on with that, though, it comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 2.11, which says, No one can know a person's thought except that person's own spirit, and no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. So just adding to what I just said, what have you been thinking about? Um, Philippians 4, 7 and 8, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good, whatsoever pure, these are the things you should be thinking about. 
But if the things that you're thinking about aren't lovely, good, pure, and all those things, what are you thinking about? Mm. And this is another way that this can be ministering to you because as you are thinking about what you're thinking about and you're writing about what is on your heart and in your mind, then you can bring yourself back to Philippians 4, 7, and 8 and now compare those things that Philippians says to what you have poured out of your heart, right? So this is how it becomes a spiritual discipline, even in that sense. Um, you can think about like what current, present, or future decisions that you have, needs that you have, goals that you have, what are looming or weighing on you right now, that can be a starting point for you. Um, and then take a look at that, what you wrote, and then start digging a little bit deeper, taking that a little bit farther. So level one is just basically like identifying the symptom. And then level two is just going a little bit deeper and taking it a little bit more. So what do you think about that? Yeah, no, I think it's all good. Um, and just kind of piggybacking off of what you said earlier, just about just doing it. I mean, I think just getting a journal um, is, is step one, right? Just get the journal. <laughs> and, and I think as those moments come to you, you know, I, I look at journaling as it just being, you know, your heart on paper, like you, you said earlier. And so because of that, as you have that, just the ability to just sit down and say, okay, I think it'll come to you because it, again, it's something that's just so raw and authentic that it's not something you have to think about. Once you get to that point and I'm going to write this, it'll just flow. And so, um, yeah, just, just your simplicity to how you're explaining it, I think is just profound because it, it's something that we don't all do, but once you get to the point where you say, I'm going to do it, <laughs> that's, that's the hard part, right? Is endeavoring to do it but once you're actually there i think just the flow and just the fact that it's such a secretive and, and personal thing there's no wrong way to do it once you get to do it so um yeah i just appreciate that that about it and i know that i'm harping a little bit um it seems like a little heavily on like emotional and like mental but that's kind of one of the places that's an easy gateway for people to really write about things because i could talk about like utilizing this as like a Bible study companion, which I also absolutely positively do. I do use my journal um, or a journal of some kind for a Bible study companion because it's just, I like to go deep in the word and that's just who I am, you know, but not everybody, that's not their thing. So if you just have the one for church Sundays and that's you, that's fine. But for me, like when I'm doing my personal reading at home, I will take that to another level and I will literally be dissecting scriptures and passages and chapters and different stuff. And that's like my Bible study journal, you know? Um, but just going back into the emotional thing, I think that this is something that is really um, practical because people go through things. We go through things a lot. And if you can see this as a tool to help you to approach your challenges, your trials, when you're going through things in a different way, in a more healthier way, in a way that lets you invite God into your circumstance in a way that you have not invited him in before, that's kind of my purpose of kind of talking about the emotional aspect more. Um, one of the other things, one of the other verses that I use when I've talked about this subject too is um, Psalms 42 and 43. Um, David's talking about, um, this is where it says, why are you in despair? Oh, my soul. And our soul is our mind, our will, and our emotions. Right. And then it says, and why have you become restless and disturbed within me? Hope in God and wait expectantly for him for I shall again praise him for the help of his presence. So we sometimes have to ask ourselves that question. Like, 
when you're looking at your soul internally, mm-hmm. why are you cast down? Like in King James says, why are you cast down? Oh, my soul. Yeah. Why are you cast down? Why are you in despair? Why are you going through what you're going through? And it's not like a what's wrong with you type of thing, but it's literally like, what, why, Consider. why are we here? Why? You know, it's that kind of a thing. And so it, we need to ask ourselves and it can, it can be a frequent question that we ask ourselves because this is a healthy way um, to do this. Why? Because of the verse I just said before, because in first Corinthians two eleven it says, no one knows our thoughts except your own spirit and the Lord. Only you know your thoughts. Somebody else can see you going through despair, but they don't really know how you feel, except you know how you feel. So the psalmist did that in that verse 42 and 5. Um, And then again, as you dig in, you dig in deeper to answer that question. And then you'll find yourself discovering healing more and more again and again. And you won't need to wait for another church service. You could do that at home by yourself. Yeah. So I just like to say that to to show that we can be comforted to know that God's presence is with us, even in the worst of our circumstances. Um, When we're going through sorrow and pain, we're going through heart heartbreaks, heartaches, losses, ups and downs. God's presence is always with us. And um, even if the situation doesn't turn around immediately, at least you've been able to communicate that with him. And and again, that ties so well with the prayer um, conversation, following that prayer conversation, because sometimes um, when people didn't know how to approach God in prayer or how to get that started, when you're doing this, God sees the outpour of your heart. It's the same as if you were communicating it to him verbally. Yeah. Um, so this is just another way of communicating with God and knowing that he's there with us. And he's still worthy when we're going through. Yeah, that that's good because uh, I look at journaling in us when you when you talk about kind of the the heavy things as a way to let go, and so the fact that it's in here once I write it, it's almost like a release in a sense. Um, but, I mean, there's been many times, and even just in conversation, like I could grieved by something or just like something is just weighing on me heavy. Once I say it. Like, you don't even have to solve the problem. Just let me say what I have to say. That's like 90% of the battle for me is just the fact that I was able to voice it. Um, and and I feel relieved in, in a lot of senses just from that piece of it. So I, I like how you talked about the fact that not that that's the only way of journaling is just to talk about heavy things, but it does allow you that sense of, of when you talked about David, you, you know, people like Job and things like that. There was times where they couldn't speak to people because... <laughs> Oh, look at the advice they were receiving, right? And so I think a lot of times it allows us to just, okay, I just need to get it out. I don't really think there's anybody around me at this point that I could say this to. So I'm going to write it like this. And then when I'm in a better space or when I can kind of just gather myself, then I'll, I'll reach out to to other places or whatever the case is. But this is just that opportunity with me and the Lord. The Lord understands my heart. I can just say what I need to say, get it out, and then we can go from there. So for me, that when you talk about that has been very helpful to me to just say, I just need to say what I need to say. I'm not, I don't need to counsel me right now because it's just me and God and I'll get to that point. But right now I just need to say and feel however I need to feel. And there, there's something beautiful about that because again, I, I talk about, you know, Job and, and those individuals, not everybody knows how to speak to that. You know what I mean? Be, not everybody can counsel grief. Not everybody can really speak to issues of depth because they just don't feel equipped or whatever the case is. And so not to say that journaling solves that problem, but 
a lot of times you don't want to give your situation to somebody that can't minister to you or you don't feel like you have somebody that can minister to you in that that regard so that first initial like i'm gonna just spill it to the lord like allows for you to just kind of just get to a place of like okay like i can breathe now i can just call on you know those that can just pray with me and just kind of encourage and whatnot so for me it's been really helpful to just shout it how i need to shout it let the lord do what he does and then when i do bring it it's like okay like i'm not <laughs> now i'm not expecting you to do what what the lord can do in his greatness um i could just allow that to just be a situation where i can be encouraged by those around me and things like that so for me i found that just that initial let go between me and the lord has been just super beneficial before kind of releasing it to other individuals and honestly that's actually something that is a therapeutic practice with psychotherapists in psychology um if you have been to certain counselors i'm not going to say there's a particular type but like i have a christian counselor and one of the things that he encourages me often to do is to write like he will ask me have you been journaling have you been writing and he wants me to write about the things i'm feeling about the things i'm thinking about things that are happening and that's because why i'm not always talking to him every day of my life you know um and he doesn't want me to have to hold that stuff in and wait until i do see him he wants me to still be able to get things out in a safe and healthy manner, in a safe and healthy place. And knowing that he's Christian and he knows that I'm Christian, um, he knows that that's a tool that I can use and also something he can guide me with and saying, this is what you can do with what I'm asking you to write, right? And so just knowing that, um, yes, when you let that stuff out of you, that is a way of getting it off of your chest in a way, right? Um, and we often say let go let god but that's one of the ways that you can really truly kind of let go and let god have it you're sharing it with him but also being able to revisit it sometimes not to revisit be like okay lord where have you gone we're not talking about that because you know we're not asking him to just move at the snap of our fingers um there are a lot of times like i said it's it's something that we can write goals and aspirations and hopes and things that we want to see happen that, or things that we have an expectancy to happen happen as well but there are things taking place inside of us that even as we're waiting for those things to happen we can reflect and be like wow like this is why god had me wait but at this point in time when i was writing this I didn't have the maturity of mind to, to understand he was taking me through certain processes to develop me internally, right? So there's a lot of times that we will say to people in church or even as we're like just ministering to them one-on-one -on -one, where like, you know, you want the blessings, but you don't want to go through what God wants to, to prepare you for the blessing, right? You have to really understand that's a real thing. And that's, it really is. Um, but when you write about the things that you're hoping for and that you're waiting expectantly for, A, you can encourage yourself along the way while you have to wait because, you know, in the work example, hey, there were some times that were very challenging in the work environment for me that I needed and wanted God to move in. And I had an expectation. So when I'm writing to him pertaining to the things about work, you know, I was writing how I felt in moments, right? But then I was also writing my hopes, my prayers, my desires concerning those situations. And then I would also just continue to let life happen while God was doing whatever in and through me. And then whatever he was working behind the scenes and orchestrating on my behalf that I knew nothing about because that's his business and not mine. And then fast forward, right? 
February to February, um, you see that God did a huge thing. So, but when you look into the gap of when I wrote this and then when he moved on it, then I can now see, wow, like he was working on me with this in this area, or he was wanting me to become more whatever in this area, or he wanted me to uh, deal with certain people like this in a different manner before he would move me to this. So you're, you're able to be reflective and to be more grateful about your process when you can look back and know that you just didn't get everything you wanted the minute that you wrote the prayer down, the minute that you asked for the prayer. You can really see that God has taken you through process and still not be discouraged while you have to wait on things that you're waiting for, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually, uh, you know, one of my journal entries a couple of weeks ago was just one sentence. And in that, if you just look at that sentence, I mean, it was so impactful because it was almost like it was, I was venting what my heart was, but it was also a request of prayer, but then also a revelation of where, who I was and what I needed <laughs> and just like seven words. Uh, so I know all of that. Right. But that quickens my mind because I know I wrote that, that I remember yeah. what that says when that situation continues to, to surface. So for me, it was almost just like, yes, it was raw when I wrote it, but it was also like I allowed God into something. Obviously he knew, but for me, it was like, I got a chance to be able to say like, I have to now, not only, not only am I writing my heart, but I'm writing a prayer of change and repentance because this is something that I need to, I'm asking to grow in, not necessarily just to respond to. So yeah, th there's so much fruit that I think comes from it that I think naturally we could just assume that we're just pinning um, lamentations, if you will. <laughs> um, but it, it's be that. Think about it like, yeah, some of this is, is really, you know, deep and heavy and, and secretive or whatever the case is like a diary, like write, write about a crush or, you know, things that happen that we don't want anybody else to know. But even beyond that, like, it actually takes you to a place of like, I actually want this to change. So it's not just I'm just writing it because I feel like, okay, I'm going to keep this to myself. But if you think about it, are the process, this is a piece of sanctification, if you will. And so it allows us to get to the place where we might be writing stuff that like, I don't really want people to see this because this is might be a dark or ugly space, but people will see the fruit of that, whether they ever see that. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So that's the beautiful right, thing. Is that, like, you don't have to know what I wrote down, but there's going to be fruit because I'm expecting what I wrote down today. I want to see next February. You know what I'm saying? And so for uh, me, it's like today with the ex expectation of like, God, I'm giving this to you and I want to see some growth from this. And so it kind of challenges me in the sense of like, I didn't just write it, just say, okay, God, do what you do. But I want to do something about that because this is an altar I'm putting on today that I want to see the fruit of. So yeah, just, just how this is weaving together uh, is even just an encouragement, even moving forward of like how I can even use my journal in a greater way. So just appreciate the, mm -hmm. the opportunity to, to speak on it in that fashion. Well, the last thing I just want to say, which is really brief, is um, just a final thought about how to, to strengthen yourself and effectively encourage yourself. And when you think about that thought, just remember the word encourage means to instill courage into yourself. And when you're discouraged, that means that something or someone has taken courage out of you. And so um, if you just go back to that whole um, thing that I referenced with David and First uh, Samuel, 30. I know we didn't read it, but that's where it came from is 1 Samuel 30, when David encouraged himself in the Lord. Um, again, just kind of recapping what that situation was. David had fled to Gath for protection. 
he stayed with a king that was a foreign king for protection because he was fleeing for his life from King Saul. And basically he had 600 of men of his own men and their families that were with him. Um, basically, um, he gets to a point where the, the wives and the children get kidnapped and the men turn on David. And then David cries out to the Lord. And it says that the men were distressed. And because they were distressed, they spoke of stoning him. Mm. And when you're distressed, that means you're suffering from anxiety. You're suffering from sorrow. You're suffering from pain. Um, a lot of times you're in distress because you're in debt. You're discontent and you're fearful. And so you can feel very similar to this in your own life in whatever way that it's applicable. Um, but David turned to the Lord to encourage him. And so I just feel like, like what you're saying is even if no one else ever sees what you write, make sure that you're capturing something that you're taking away from this book, because mm -hmm. this entire book is full of encouragement. But like you're saying, when I go to church on Sunday, um, what did I hear that was specifically for me on Sunday? That when I go through something on Tuesday, I can remember that this is what was said on Sunday mm. and that on, on Tuesday when I see it, I'm going to come back to this very point because this is what was for me on Sunday for today. And so just remember that um, I want to pull this one scripture out of there, though, from First Samuel. I'm going to go to 30 verse 8. And it just says, David inquired of the Lord, which we need to inquire of God, y'all, not of each other, not of other people who are not going to give you the Lord, but inquire of the Lord. And he says, shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he said, pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them and without fail recover all. So basically what I'm asking you to do is ask the Lord what you need to do. Then move on and pursue God overtake meaning allowing god to take over your situation and then you shall recover not just the things that were taken from you or stolen from you but you're going to recover by returning to a normal state of health a normal state of mind or a normal state of strength that's what i want you to be able to do but you've got to take something out of this book and put it into this book mm. so that the of God will be hidden in your heart that you will always be able to a not just not sin against him but to be able to encourage yourself in the day of affliction in the day that everyone else seems to turn against you including family members including friends including people who followed you whatever the situation is that happens God is sovereign over all God knew all and he's literally not letting anything happen to you that he is not in control of mm. he's allowing it to happen so therefore encourage yourself in him knowing that he's going to be with you if he's letting you go through this mm. and that's my final what mm. do you have to say <laughs> I, I don't even want to just i don't want to mess with that but i do want to just say one thing is that just referencing the psalms again the beautiful thing about that and this is just going to connect the dots is that we look at the Psalms a lot as, you know, Psalms of lament or, you know, a lot of things were going on, a lot of complaining and all of that. But at the bottom of that, every single Psalm 
it never ended there. It always went back to, and even the one you referenced about, you know, why are you downcast? You know, why is my heart in despair? But then it says, hope thou in God. So there's an answer in the word to every situation, even when we're feeling, and not to say that we can't have those feelings. So again, we're going to go through hardship and all of that. That's part of life. But the beautiful mm-hmm. thing God has given us, Second Peter, right? <laughs> all things that pertain to life in God. Because <laughs> we have, we're basically writing to get back to the place where, okay, like, Lord, we're telling you how we feel. But we know at the end of the yes. day what that's rooted in and where we can go to get grounded back. So the fact that David encouraged himself, he was discouraged at one point. So we're not saying that the discouragement was a sin. We're saying that that's going to happen. You're going to feel anxious. You're going to feel worried, all of that. But what does the Bible say when you get to those points? Like, are we able to get to the place where like, okay, Lord, like I'm letting you know how I feel, but I'm resetting myself in you by being able to not only look at my my words and then now translate it to what the word says to to be able to reinvigorate myself, or am I just complaining and just letting it go? So that's where misery lives is not realizing that the Lord has something for you when you get to those places and spaces. So um, yeah, man, I just appreciate just again the fruit of of journaling and and it's not just a place where you could just throw out your complaints and then just leave it leave it there. Like again, we're going to the we're writing it for the purposes of being able to say, okay, Lord, like we're letting you do you in the process of this and recognizing that the Lord is going to do him if we allow him to. So, um, yeah, just, be- just a way to beautiful, uh, a beautiful ending. Uh, I love it. Amen. Well, I'm going to pray for us. Yes, please do. Father God, thank you so much for the gift of writing. Hmm. Thank you so much for the gift of words. Um, we thank you, God, that you are an ever-present help in the time of any trouble that we ever go through and anything that we face. Father, you are just so sovereign. You transcend every single entity, every single barrier. You transcend time and space. You are not bound by either of those constraints. And we just thank you, God, that there's nothing outside of your reach. And Lord, I just pray that wherever anyone that's listening to this finds themselves emotionally, mentally, spiritually, financially. Um, I pray that they have heard something that will encourage their heart to connect to you in this manner. Um, Even if it's an entryway to prayer instead of vocalizing a prayer or as a different way to pray to you, I just pray that they will consider writing notes to themselves, writing notes to you, documenting just how they're feeling um, in order to let you minister to them in a different way. Um, I do want to pray according to what the psalmist said. When we look at ourselves and we ask, why are we cast down? And why is our hearts disquieted within us? Lord, I just pray that you would um, allow us to command our spirits to continue to hope in you that even if we find ourselves downcast and disquieted, disturbed, discouraged, that we will command our soul to still hope in you, that we will command our soul to not let go of your hand, God. And as the psalmist says, I shall yet praise him. We will continue to praise you, Lord God. We will continue to offer you the sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of our lips, Lord. And you are the health of our face and like our countenance. You are the joy and the strength of our life, God. You are our Lord and our God. You are our help ever present in our time of need. So Lord, I just pray that The words that have been spoken today have found good ground in every listener that is here and that it will yield fruit 30, 60, and 100 fold in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. I do pray and love you. Amen. Amen. God bless. Thank you for listening to Her Bro, His Sis. Catch your favorite siblings each month as we talk to you, our family in Christ.
Want to chat or just stay in the know? Catch us on Facebook and Instagram at Her Bro Kisses.